0: Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Legendarium Podcast. (laughs) This is uh, a Wheel of Tangents episode. I don't know what episode number it is, but we're doing the Wheel of Tangents. What is that, you might be asking? I will tell you in just a moment. But for now, I am Craig Hanks, your host. And over there, well, he is, uh, well, he's older than you, but younger than God, allegedly. It's Todd Wente.
1: Uh, Allegedly is a good word for that, too. My children (laughs) will tell you that I'm older than lots of things.
0: And her hair curls harder than a drunk Canadian Olympian. It's Megan Smythe. (laughs)
2: I got nothing. I'm just happy to be here. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, played it. It. I, I was so excited to come and be insulted by Craig. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a good day. For, for yeah. those for
0: long-time listeners who uh, keep track of such things, I apparently hadn't been keeping close enough track. It's been a while. It's been a hot minute since Megan was in studio here. You've done some Harry Potter episodes with Stephanie, yeah. Uh, but it's been a little while, so welcome back to the studio, Megan.
2: Thanks. It's nice to be here.
0: Yeah, It yeah. looks so
2: different. It actually does.
0: Yeah. And I'm not going to turn the cameras around to show people because it's also very messy at the moment. But uh, nah. But welcome back to the studio. Okay. So Wheel of Tangents. Uh, oh, no. I'm sorry. I can't tell you what it is yet because I have to do housekeeping. Please go to thelegendarium.com to check out our links. You can go check out the Discord link to join in the conversation. Uh, the Patreon link is there. Or you can go straight to patreon.com slash legendarium if you want to support the show. Uh there are you can get the archives, you can get all sorts of stuff. Just go to thelegendarium.com. We would love to have you there. Um what else? No, I think that Discord. Do... Did you mention the Discord? I mentioned you Discord. Mention Discord. You know, I should yeah. also mention uh two other things real quick. Please subscribe on YouTube if you haven't yet. Uh we do a lot of fun videos on YouTube, including this one. But also Legendarium Con. I don't know what we're actually calling it, but the uh, there is a meetup that's going to be happening at the end of May. In Portland, Oregon, um, and so it's going to be what is that Labor Day weekend? Labor Day weekend? No, Memorial, no, Day, Memorial weekend. Day weekend. Sorry, I, I always—Labor Day
2: up. weekend is the weekend of my birthday.
0: Okay, so well, you should remember that. Which is that. not Memorial Sam. Memorial Day weekend. Your mother remembers um,
1: it as that too. Okay, thanks, Todd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Memor- Memorial Day weekend in uh, Portland, Oregon. We would love to have you there. Uh, basically, it's going to be a weekend of fun and frivolity and fantasy literature. So. Uh, It it really will be delightful. I hope uh, people will come check it out. If you have any questions, you can email me. Use the contact form on the website. Okay, guys. The Wheel of Tangents. It's
2: the Wheel of Tangents. So,
0: in fact, uh, Todd, why don't you go ahead and pick up the wheel so the people watching on YouTube can actually see the wheel. This is the Wheel of Tangents. Uh, Now, here's the thing. You can see if you're watching that there are eight wedges on the Wheel of Tangents. So, I went on Discord and I asked people. I said, hey, uh, you know, what what do you want us to talk about? Uh, we, We need some questions some prompts and uh
1: let's say our our listeners yeah they always come through
0: (laughs) so i asked i asked for eight or i I should say i needed eight i got thirty five (laughs) <laughs> so
1: oh my word
0: i whittled that down to uh what, what did i whittle it down to 24 craig I think. they're
2: literature people so. not math people <laughs>
1: <laughs> well said uh, well anyway said. so
0: yeah we're we're <laughs> the legendarium is legendary for our tangents mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of episodes and so mm-hmm. we decided some time ago mm-hmm. to just lean into that and now we just do random topics every once in a while mm-hmm. spin the wheel mm-hmm. talk about whatever comes up so todd Turn, turn, turn. Okay, let's spin that wheel. So here's how we're going to have to do it. Todd is going to roll a die, and then that is going to tell us um, what multiplier to use (laughs) on the number he spins. Four. Because we can't afford a wheel with 24 wedges on it. So what are we looking at, Todd? What's our number? We're
2: looking at
1: question number 10. Question
2: number 10. Uh, I'm sorry, the dice is a four?
1: Yes, because remember, one and two is one, and two and three... Three and four, are, three and times four two. are times two, and five and six are times three. Remember what three. I said
2: about math, people?
1: We know. <laughs> we All love right. you anyway. As
2: long as you know what it is. Question number
0: <laughs> 10. Our first question comes from Tor. Tora, I should say. I don't, he's, a, he's our uh, Norwegian listener, I believe. Oh, I'm cool. Not mistaken. Hi. Um, and he asks, uh, what's a place you would rather, the, the place you would most like to go on vacation if money is no object? Okay, so Ooh. there is a, a a fantasy world vacation question. This is real world. Okay, okay, so we're not doing fantasy stuff right now. What's what's your real world vacation destination if money is no object? I've, I've, I've already got mine, so
1: that's um.
0: Can I tell you what mine is? Yes. Sure, Mars. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to go to Mars. If money is no object, it's happening. Wow. I love it. So yeah,
2: you are building your own. I, I'm, gonna, I'm and gonna, place to stay.
0: Yeah, it's it, except that I think I would do Jeff Bezos one extra and like, I don't know, he. so he had the penis mobile mm-hmm. that went up to space. You saw this, right? It was yeah. a rocket shaped yeah. like yeah. a penis. It was. Uh, and, and <laughs> Which I'm,
2: most rockets are, let's be honest. Well,
0: sure, but this was pretty egregious.
2: Okay. <laughs> Did you see it? No. Oh, we'll boy. We'll have to show it to you later. Okay.
0: You're gonna love this, Megan. You're gonna love it. Anyway, so whatever I go to space in, is going to be just more ridiculous than that for no it. for no particular reason. I just I thought it was hilarious that he went on a penis mobile, so uh, yeah, a penis
2: you know. rocket, making <laughs> so more than okay. Okay. <laughs> one dream come true.
0: Vacation destination. What about you guys?
2: Ah, oh, mine is so boring. Okay, I, I want to do it. the Australia New Zealand thing and do like it. do it in style. I'm not a bushwhacker, so I'm just gonna yeah, <laughs> your face. <laughs> Did you say
1: bushwhacker? Yeah,
2: okay. yeah. That is what I said. Okay. So I <laughs> I hate you guys. There will be it no took, camping. It took
1: less than five minutes for her to say she hates
2: us. Uh, well, thanks. There'll Welcome no back camping. to the studio. It'll then. be really nice. But I, like, I'm like. i assuming I have unlimited vacation time too. So I'm just like, right. I can just well, go for a solid six weeks and right. do all of the things and have helicopters take me everywhere. Okay. So Todd, excited. do you have
1: an answer? Alaska. Okay, my daughter went on a on a trip to Alaska for two weeks and did pretty much the entire state. Well, the one the one triangular shaped highway that goes through the whole state yeah. and went to a whole bunch of places. And it's a place I've always wanted to go. My wife really doesn't want to go with me. Um, she's not a fan of Alaska for some reason. I don't know snow maybe. And <laughs> I but I want to go and I want to and I want to do it. During the winter time, so that I can see the northern lights. All right. Well, uh-huh. that's a good
0: answer. All right, Let's spin the wheel again. We're going to try to rapid fire this as much as possible. I really um, doubt that we're going to make it through 24 questions. I think we actually have a bonus as well. So 25 isn't going to happen. But what's our next one, Todd? Six. Let's see. Question number six comes from Lady Sweden. Wow. We're really, uh, we're going all northern here. Uh, so Lady Sweden asks now, wait, us, wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. Hold on. This doesn't work quite right. Oh, just um it would be eight
2: no it doesn't matter. oh my gosh
0: i'm doing he i'm doing question one. number six okay. okay question number six comes from a lady sweden who asks what who our favorite female protagonist is now <gasps> megan you should have a pretty ready answer for this because you just talked about uh, women in sci-fi fantasy on the green team podcast oh, right it's true so your favorite female protagonist
2: I mean, these things change for me all the time, but the one that sticks out in my brain right now is uh, Alexia Terabati from um, the Parasol Protectorate. Mm-hmm. She okay. just she's awesome because she's in kind of a world that's a little bit bonkers, but she is super logical. She knows who she is. She doesn't really care what society thinks about her, and she gets things done, even though all, everybody around her is ridiculous.
0: All
1: right,
2: I love her.
0: Todd, do you have uh, do you have an answer for this one?
1: Uh, I. I, I'm trying to remember how to pronounce her name. Uh, uh, Prime Minister uh, Avra Vassala from uh, The Expanse. Oh. Yeah. I absolutely. Christian. Yes. Love her. And partly of it is because I love the portrayal that has been done from uh, on the Amazon series. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so that woman. Oh, gosh. what Shori Agdashlu. Yes. I uh, love no, her. Has been fan cast, at least, um, in the Wheel of Time Show oh, but it, it was one of those like kind of weird things. where Somebody tweeted at her, and then tweeted at, at Prime Video, and at, and all the parties involved were kind of going, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> and so now everybody's like, really, really, she gonna be in the Wheel of Time? That would be amazing. She's would, one so. of those
2: actresses I wouldn't mind seeing in pretty much everything. Yeah. yeah. Um. So mine
0: would this this one's a little tough for me because um, mine is Shalon. Okay. But her, is she. She hasn't been, I, I I want to put this the right way. Shalon has not been a pleasure to read in the last couple of yeah. uh, Stormlight books. But that doesn't mean that she's a bad character or badly written. I just mean she's not as, not as much of a pleasure for me to read as in the first couple of books. Yeah. yeah. Is that fair? Yeah.
2: No, part of her charm is that she's flawed and she's difficult right. and she's relatable and very human.
0: Yeah. And so anyway, um... She has been one of the most rewarding mm-hmm. uh, female protagonists for mm-hmm. me to, to read. I'll so, buy that. Yeah. I'll buy that. All right. Let's uh, spin again, Todd. Let's see what the next one is. That's a good question. Thank you, Lady Sweden. Um, all right. The next question is? Number one. Number one. Oh, my gosh. All right. We're going right up top. Uh, oh, this one's from, uh, from Torah. Again, why should adults read children's books, middle grade and young adult stories? Ooh. Or why not? Oh. Or why not? Why so, should
1: they? I've been I've been doing a little bit of young adult reading. Uh, just got done with Cytonic, which I think fits squarely in a young mm-hmm. adult a range. And there are two things that I have really enjoyed about it. One of them is they go a lot faster than some of the <laughs> other stuff that we read. Yeah. They're not quite so nuanced. They're, they're a little bit more clear, good and bad. So they're a little more fun to read. Uh, but the other reason that I really like it is that it keeps me grounded and connected to the things that my that my children are struggling with in many ways because it addresses some of the same kinds of issues at the same kind of, of um, process level that they're mm-hmm. dealing with. So I like being able, to, you know, my daughter right now is in the midst of all the same kinds of things uh, that are going on in a lot of the young adult stuff. So yeah, keep me, keep me connected to what's going on in the rest of the world. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I think people
0: should read it because it's something you touched on Todd, but I'll just expand on it a little bit. This simplicity uh, is actually really valuable. Mm -hmm. It's this isn't what you want all the time uh, because the world isn't simple, right? The world exists in shades of gray. uh, But in order to differentiate effectively between the shades of gray, understanding black and white is your foundation. That's what you've got to be able to come back to. And so I, I think the way I put it with, um, uh, we, we were reading Lord of the Rings a while ago. And mm-hmm. uh, I think the way that I was talking about it is sometimes it's just nice to watch the writers of Rohan, i.e. good, mm-hmm. run over the orcs, i.e. evil. <laughs> and, you know, where you're just like, I just need good to overcome evil. And so they blow their horns and just trample them to death. Yeah. You know, and they sang as they slew. And, you know, it's this great passage. Uh, and that simplicity... In young adult literature, like we just got done with the perdane Chronicles, that sort of simplicity I think is really, really valuable to just give yourself that foundation of good versus evil mm-hmm. to then send yourself back to the adult fantasy or heaven forbid angels and ministers of grace defend us, the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that, yeah, I, I like that aspect. Of I'll it stay with the fantasy.
2: Yeah. I love that too. Well, it also gives me something. I, I, my nephews in particular, um, I don't have a lot in common with them. Like, I'm not really into sports. I'm not into a lot of things that the young boys in my family enjoy. I don't go skiing. Um, But they like to read and they like these kind of things. And so they'll come to me for recommendations and they'll be able to talk about these kind. I gave um, my oldest nephew a copy of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea once. And the next time he saw me... Before he said anything, he just came over and hugged me and was like, that book is so awesome, Megan. (laughs) Like, He was so excited to talk about it.
0: That's so cool. I think that might have been my least favorite uh, of our heroes of 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 sci-fi, but it was still fun.
2: Yeah. Well, it just, it's nice to have something to be able to talk with them about and something they know they can talk with me about Yeah, and to be able to give people suggestions for what Oh, my kid likes this. What should I read? Oh, well, the Del Toro quest is amazing. And you're not
0: going to, yeah. So you're not going to, you're not going to recommend A Song of Ice and Fire to your nephew.
2: No, <laughs> so. I don't even know if I'll finish it. Anyway.
0: it no, my, my, my point just yeah, being, no,
2: exactly. there it's, are
0: things that are easily recommendable, things that are more difficult. Right, and things
2: that I've read myself that I know, oh, this is something that he could identify with and yeah. might enjoy Yeah. as a, you know, however old he is, a 12 year old. I like it. All
0: right, let's spin again. Let's see what we got. All right, Todd is spinning for us. So this is a number one, going seven. to number seven. All right, number seven. Uh, this is from D. Polt, who, by the way, submitted a bunch of questions. Thank you so much. I couldn't take all of them, so I only kept a couple. Uh, for non-human races, elves, dwarves, orcs, etc do you think they are better rendered when more like humans or less like humans?
2: I kind of enjoy it when they're a little bit less human. Okay. Um. there always has to be something that you can identify with. And obviously, if, if we're looking at a human portrayal, a human actor, there's going to be... It's not going to be completely alien. But it's kind of nice to explore. Like, we're always going... I look at it from a very human point of view, but it's kind of fun to get the... um, Like the differences and kind of see like this. Sure. Because they're not human.
0: Yeah. Why I think, should they be human? Well, okay. So my... The way I would frame this question, or my response to it, is kind of the difference between hard and soft sci-fi. What are we going for here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, in a hard sci-fi, or even we might even say like a hard fantasy setting, it's like, yeah, if there's a completely separate race of orcs, you know, that that are not human, that never were human, that don't exist as humans, and I'm not just talking about Lord of the Rings orcs, right. you know, whatever. If there are gnomes or trolls or elves or whatever, they, in a hard fantasy setting, they should be very different. And that can be very interesting to watch, you know? And then how do humans interact with them? And, you know, that's where the interest comes in. Right. In a softer setting, you know, I'm I'm thinking of soft and hard sci-fi or soft and hard magic. Now we have soft and hard um, alien races. Characterization, yeah. Um, In a softer setting, then, yeah, they they probably should or usually do just embody different human
1: attributes. Yeah. So for
2: thinking something like the Orville, where it's all played for comedy, you kind right. of you want to be able to relate to the aliens. So you want them to be kind of human ish.
1: Right. I guess for me, it, the, the question is whether or not they are set pieces or whether or not they are movers um, or put it into into chess terms. Are they pawns? or are they power pieces? Mm. If they're power pieces, then I want to know the, the nuances of that other race, of what they would be. And if they're pawns, let's keep them as two-dimensional as possible and just, Crunch them as they need to be crunched, and have them crunch us as we need to be crunched. So, so what you're saying is that red shirts are basically orcs. Red shirts are orcs. Let's not let's not spend too much time thinking about the fact that they have families, uh, like you, Craig. They, it it all depends on what we're working toward. What is the story trying to tell us? Right. Is it trying to talk about our inhumanity to each other? Then maybe we do need to have them be a little bit more developed, so that we can understand. Oh, we aren't. They they aren't the monsters we are um the would, call was coming from inside the house i would love that i would love to explore in, in fact that's been one of the things that i've been thinking about a lot what if what if we explored a uh and some of it comes from reading Cytonic. what if we were to explore a series of books told entirely from a different uh from a different alien race's point of view where the humans really are the monsters and Have you what read would the that Martian do? chronicles yeah, I have, but I'm not sure that that really qualifies exactly All right, I'm Spin for. again, Todd. Something like that.
0: All right, here we go. So uh, let's see. We've done, I don't know, four maybe, uh, but let's see what sure. comes up next.
1: Oh, speaking of four. Is
0: it literally number four? Literally number four. You suck at rolling high. Okay. All right. Here don't we worry. Go.
1: The time is coming.
0: Dude. We'll start cheating later. Tora is killing me here. This is our third one from Ah-ha. him. Okay. Now I'm going to go ahead and censor this one. Oh. Uh, uh, because it's a game. It's a very familiar game for a lot of people. And uh, oh. in the good place, they would call it Fork, Mary Kill. Okay. Uh, and, and this is a very good place. So that's what I'm going with. I'm... <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, and uh, and Todd, Todd, you are officially excused from this one. Yay! Be- because uh, it is Elaine, Egwene, and Avienda. Oh. So this is from The Wheel of Time. Uh, we don't. So, Megan. Of course, we don't want to get into many spoilers here. So, we're just going to keep this, uh, you know, nice and and broad. Okay. Uh, Elaine Egwene Avienda.
2: Okay.
1: I know two of those names because I've been watching. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I, I feel mm. like I'm
2: I'm going to go for the obvious choices, but I'm going for it anyway. You
1: know one of those names.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, for Elaine. For Elaine. This I, is the best way to play I don't have game. to talk to her. Um, <laughs> oh, I I'm to so glad I'm not the wow. one who
0: said that. I, that is, that <laughs> wow. was something.
2: I'm gonna, and now I've forgotten all of the things. Did I just say Elaine?
0: Uh, yes.
2: Dang it, I think I met Egwene. Okay, so I'll marry Egwene, I guess, and then I'll kill Avienda because she's the worst.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Um, I'm going to go... I, I'm going to... Oh, gosh, I'm going to.
2: F- I know this is hard.
0: It, it's, it's actually legit difficult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to fork Avienda, marry Egwene, and kill Elaine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's All
2: right.
0: pretty clean cut for me. Okay. So, but, the, okay, so here's the follow-up to this question. I, I kind of paired this question with one from Yeti Beats, who also asked a fork, marry, kill question with pancakes, waffles, and French toast uh so todd you are you're back into the fold on this one uh for me i'm gonna go with a kill pancakes uh merry french toast uh, no sorry merry waffles and fork french toast so
2: yeah i think i'm the same
1: fork waffles definitely fork waffles (laughs) (laughs) that's so this many is, things wrong with I'm that. Just, I'm just, I'm just, Mary, French, Mary French toast and kill pancakes. <laughs> the, the
0: problem with the problem with doing fork Mary kill with these uh, these with the uh, breakfast pastries is, minute, is that wait a minute. I'm you're assuming literally, you're literally forking the, all of these things. And and, so. and let
1: me be clear: when I'm thinking about forking waffles, I'm thinking about forking Belgian waffles, not American waffles. Belgian waffles
0: are they, the old waffles. They're gone. They're dead and gone. Nobody. Does those anymore. Well,
1: now See, so, if we had those in there, then I would marry the old waffles because those are <sighs> all right. So, all right, spin again, spin again. Let's see what we got. That was no,
2: I could marry French toast. That We're
1: was toast.
0: weirdly ridiculous. French all right. toast,
2: I could do every day. Uh,
0: so, 18 so, actually, it doesn't work out quite oh, that way. Oh, oh, oh we yeah, have to yeah. Add I've been, yeah, I've 16. Been, so, it's actually 22. Yeah, okay, my bad. I, I gave you incorrect instructions before. Little Red Book, oh, asks, Little Red. Who is your favorite non sci-fi fantasy author and why? Would you like to see this author try their hand at sci-fi fantasy? Oh. Um, so good question. So I, yeah, I, I um, have read, let's see. There's a there's a center right political writer that I've read for a long time named Jonah Goldberg. Um, I like him a lot. I listen to his podcasts. Uh, he's great. But he talks all the time about wanting to write zombie fiction. Mm. Uh, and I want to read his zombie fiction book one day because the, the thing he talks about uh, and I tend to agree with him for the most part. Uh, I think he's uh, feels a little more strongly about this than I do, but he says um, it's the first 15 minutes of every zombie movie that's actually interesting right? with the, the, the way society falls apart. And then the rest of it is just like blowing brains out. And, you know, it's not that it's not that interesting. Might be fun, but it's not very interesting. Right. And he he says, I, you know, I want to really expand on that first 15 minutes of the movie um, in novel form. So, yeah, I would read that book. What about you guys? Do you guys have any answer to that?
2: I that. Um, I feel like my answers are all dumb because I I can't think of anyone except like Charles Dickens. And I don't know if he's my favorite. I really enjoy him. I'm just very curious what like a alien version of David Copperfield would be like.
0: <laughs> wow. That would be fun. Would this be like um a- Abraham Lincoln Vampire
1: Slayer or something like that? I was that? thinking
2: more like like, you know, Disney's Treasure Planet. Okay. All right. Kind of thing.
1: That yeah. could work. I'm into it. Uh Robert Ludlum. Oh okay. Yeah. Um thrillers are always th- thrillers are one of my go to. Uh, especially spy thrillers. And so Robert Ludlum trying his hand at fantasy. Of course, I, I understand somebody out there is probably saying, yes, and he's dead. I understand. But <laughs> Charles Dickens is totally still alive. Charles Dickens is kicking. Right. But that's, you know, that I, I really, I spent a lot of time. I think uh, Robert Ludlum was responsible for getting me through my first 700 page book. Um, and I think it was... Uh, it wasn't the Born. It wasn't. It wasn't one of the Born books, but it was one kind of uh, ancillary to that. And then it brought me into hmm. reading some big stuff, and I loved it. All right, let's spin it again. All right, let's see what else we got.
0: Good question. Thank you, Little Red. <laughs> that was a right.
2: great spin. We already do three. I'll
0: do it. I'll do it No, I, I don't think we've done three yet. Okay, number three is from Kiptan. That's actually a great question. I love this oh, one. Cool. Kiptan asks, uh, "What's your least and most favorite airports?" Okay. Uh, oh boy, have I got this one chambered and ready to fire. Yeah. But okay, what's yours, Todd? My least favorite airport is
1: Chicago Midway. Really? That place should be bombed. <laughs> <laughs> Completely wow. eliminated. Oh no. I'm talking about I'm I'm talking about firebombed from the sky until it is no longer visible as anything except rubble chicago midway is awful (laughs) it is the most claustrophobic airport that i have ever been in in my life and it's thank you this is literally the most animated todd has ever gotten on the podcast
0: okay so todd do you have a do you have a most favorite
1: um yeah believe it or not um uh o'hare is my most favorite airport okay very strange i love chicago i hate chicago I think we all feel that way. Uh, <laughs> but I really I really have enjoyed my my trips into O'Hare and I've really enjoyed the airport. Okay. Megan, do you have an answer to this one?
2: I I would say I don't ne- not really but i can tell you my experience going from uh the tokyo japan airport to lax was night and day and i totally prefer the japan
0: uh yeah because
2: you go there and everybody is so nice and it was so clean and there were three different kinds of toilets and all the good things are going on there and then i got to lax and everybody yelled at me and it was terrible 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 especially the last
0: couple of years i feel like within the last uh, I don't know three or four years maybe LAX feels like third world it is so bad
2: LAX hates people but
0: LAX pales in comparison to two different airports (gasps) for two different reasons first of all Chicago Midway nope Miami (laughs) has a terrible oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's better now than it used to be fine but it's still awful Um, it's very poorly laid out, very poorly organized. The maps are awful. It's just difficult to get around anywhere, find anything. So Miami sucks. Um and it's also in Miami, which has its merits, but I always just feel like I'm swimming through air, you know, whenever I'm in Miami. Yes. Um and Denver. Okay. Now Denver about Denver. Wonderful town, wild about Denver. I love Denver, but their airport is like a full-on mile long. Yeah, It's got, you know, one major terminal and the terminal goes for like a mile. And so if you're not connected within like
1: 10 or 15 gates, you are hoofing it. Yeah. And if you're connecting at one of the other terminals, you have to go down. You have to catch the tram. You have to come back. It's a Denver's Denver's hard. Atlanta's like that, too. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the only reason that JFK stays off my list is because it has higher ceilings than Chicago Midway. Chicago Midway feels like a cave. <laughs> Chicago Midway. I'm sorry. I'll stop. Okay,
0: let's stop. stop. Spin again, Todd. Spin again. Good question, <laughs> Kip Tan. You actually got you got uh, the blood flowing here on Todd. So have okay. we already done
1: five?
0: Uh, no, we haven't done five yet. Uh, Befuddled Panda asks, "What? Oh, un- hi Panda. Hi Panda. What unusual animal besides a panda?" Uh, of the befuddled <laughs> variety.
2: Real world, p- I'll let you finish the question. Okay,
0: what unusual animal in our world would you want as a pet if legality and cost weren't an issue?
1: Oh,
2: oh,
0: lynx. I want a lynx. Okay, basically, I love cats. I love cats so much. Mm-hmm. I just want a really big cat, but not so big that it, it would will eat you immediately. Eat me? Yeah, but yeah. it could hurt me if I'm not careful. That's, so
2: that's my problem because I I really would love some form of bear, but I also don't want to get eaten. <laughs> so Koala.
0: how about a, a befuddled? Koalas pa- will hey, murder how about you. A befuddled panda bear? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pandas are also not nice oh, I know, I know. beings. So I don't.
1: Bears in general are. I'm not a pet different. person. Okay, right. So
2: if I'm not going for cuddly, I would probably want like. Python. A snake. Yeah. Wow. Some kind of boa.
1: Okay exotic animal man I Ooh, Todd you should
0: choose the uh, woolly mammoth that they're trying to bring back to life have you heard of this
1: no yeah
0: scientists are working on like Jurassic Parking the crap out of that thing and bringing the woolly mammoth back uh, not
1: really. They're, they're, it will stomp on my car. They're doing they're doing
0: like gene splicing and all this stuff to try to bring back woolly mammoths.
1: But you know that sounds kind of cool. <laughs>
2: and know, if you right? have unlimited funds, you can hire a trainer.
1: <laughs> if I have unlimited funds, I can buy a new car.
0: Did you? Oh, are you spinning again? Okay. Oh, so Todd Todd's done with that one. I <laughs> I think my uh, my answer was good enough for him.
2: I do, but I want like a big animal that I can like cuddle into, like a like it's my couch.
0: Okay. What what are we doing? Seven. No, we did seven. Okay. Oh, then do six. Okay, I was gonna say
2: seventeen.
0: Uh, we did six. We did seven. Uh, how about eight?
2: Seventeen.
0: No, no, no. I'm doing. I'm doing seven times two. Okay. Oh, seven times two, or whatever. or seven
1: plus eight would be fifteen. <laughs>
0: okay, fifteen. All right. This one's from Kip Kiptan as well. We're so good at this, you guys. You Math. Know? This, this is why, why they like us. This is why people tune into the show <laughs> yeah. because of the high production quality and the preparation that goes into each I was episode. Say, yeah. Yeah.
2: everything we say is fascinating and totally on topic.
0: <laughs> and that we fix it in post. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Kip Dan asks, anime you've meant to watch, but never have. Oh. Okay, so my answer to this, very, very simple. I don't watch anime. Now, again, I, I've, I've Dem- mentioned me. this a few times. I've mentioned this a few times on the show and I try to make clear every time and I wanna make clear now, This is not a value judgment or a moral judgment or even an aesthetic judgment on anime. It's just, it's not something I grew up with. I don't, um, I don't connect with the art form. And so I just, I, I've tried a few times and can't quite get into it. So sorry, anime fans. I, I really am. Yeah. What do you guys got?
2: I have a lot of friends who love Sailor Moon. Mm. So I, every once in a while I'm like, oh, I should watch Sailor Moon. And then I watch something else. But, um. I, I did watch Avatar the Last Airbender and thoroughly enjoyed it but that's probably the only anime thing I've ever watched if that's anime it's that anime
1: And I have been spending so much of my life watching anime um, Robotech back in the old days, um, spaceship Yamato Okay,
0: but what do you what yeah, do you want to watch that you haven't
1: yet? so what I haven't watched, which probably will make people just gasp uh, that I would like to is Full Metal Alchemist. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter yeah, just got done watching that one and it's now off of Netflix and so mm-hmm. I have to find it a different way but I just, I was watching other things and didn't have time.
0: So fun fact, uh, if you go on YouTube and search, um, you know, best places to watch anime for free, I come up. Uh, My video has over a million views on how to watch anime, best, like top five ways to watch anime, free and paid. Get up. Um, And it was was a video I did for my other YouTube channel. (laughs) So so I did this, I, I did like a week of research, figuring it all out. And I, so I'd watch little pieces of all these shows and I just I
1: couldn't quite get into them and I tried I, I, I gave it a legit shot but uh, it's it is it, it is attractive to a certain group of people yeah. and if you don't get it in the first five minutes. Yep, we're done.
0: Yep. All right. So <sighs> yeah, what do we got next. So that's another good question.
2: Secret tunnel. Okay. I love secret so tunnel. So funny.
0: You guys are weirdos. <laughs> nine. We're awesome. Number nine. Number nine. Okay. Secret tunnel. Number nine. Uh, number, uh, number nine is from Deephold, which this is a very simple question. What is the coolest kind of weapon? <laughs> so let's all get in touch with our 13-year-old boy, in our internal 13-year-old boy, and uh, talk about what is the coolest kind of weapon? Um, is it
2: like a specific or just a type?
0: I, I this is because I'm all just like any kind of
2: on. sword. You got a batleth. You got your lightsaber. You got
0: Megan. You get to interpret this question as you will.
2: That's what I'm saying. The coolest one is a sword. Sword.
0: Okay. All right. So as a category, the category, as a
2: category, I'm going it. category.
1: Todd. So. There's a movie called The Fifth Element. Oh, here we go. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about, right? I know exactly right? what you're
0: talking about. Oh, there's Craig's this, smiling. He likes this. this fun weapon. That- it's got to be. Is this a... I'm sorry. Real quick. To, fifth Element. Top. 50 movie of all time oh yeah oh it's just it's so sure. good. very easily
1: very yeah. easily at least top 50 action movie i'd put it in my i'd put it in probably my top 20 because it is uh, <laughs> yeah. there are moments good of that movie there. Yeah. it's just silly it's uh, but the part where he's showing off the and it's and it's uh oh, oh i don't remember what he calls it I, I don't either but the the actor uh gary oldman. gary oldman has been in so many other things and he's just absolutely unrecognizable Which is one of the things I love about him, because he does this, and I'm like, who the heck is that guy? Is that Winston Churchill? What is going (laughs) on (laughs) here? But he demonstrates this weapon that has like 85 different things. It's like, first the net, then the spiked launcher, (laughs) (laughs) flamethrower, my personal favorite, the exploding grenade launcher. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of- And it looks like a little turtle. (laughs) <laughs> yes, the, the
0: uh the scene in iron man 2 when roadie says uh they, they, they all lay out that. the weapons and he <laughs> says yeah I want all of that yes and they say which one all, all of, of it them. <laughs> so, okay all right spin again let's see what we got here oh i don't know if i went but while you're spinning i think my answer would be uh i'm gonna go with megan on this one swords are cool yeah okay. swords
1: uh, five, but I think we already answered five. Yep. So let's go with 13.
0: 13. 13 is from Jingles 90. J. Ingles 90. Oh, okay. But I'm going Jingles. Like, Jingles all the way back to the
1: 90s. Okay. Hope you
2: don't mind. <laughs> so. And if
1: you do, <laughs> it's Craig. C-R-A-I-G. So you're thrilled. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, all right. So Jingles 90 asks, what would be the weirdest movie TV book crossover? The weirdest movie tv book crossover oh boy i don't i don't know if i even uh, have an answer to is this, this like a
2: sci-fi fantasy thing I, well, or, I, are we can kind because of, i mean you're talking about the ingles is and my brain immediately oh, went good, to little, um, house the little house on the prairie yes i want like little house oh. on the prairie and like the martian
0: no oh or so like, these are like okay so I don't these are know. crossovers like what
2: is that, isn't that what a crossover is? Yes, you go from no, one, think, well, one thing to another
0: one? I couldn't quite tell if, if Jingles 90 was saying like um, kind of a multimedia project or uh, like a, a crossover of two different um You can properties. interpret the question
1: however you would like.
0: Because <laughs>
2: that, that's where my brain went with it.
0: Yeah, where no, I'm, I love I'm it. I'm trying
2: to think of Little House on the Prairie in space. Um,
0: I, I'm sure that there's a show out there that is that. I know, I said that and I was like, like is that Lost in Space? In space? Yeah. Bleh. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh if it was uh so like a mashup.
1: Yeah. yeah. Todd, Todd what yeah. what would
0: you mash up?
1: Um I think this one has already been tried but I would I would like to see it done again. Star Trek and the X-Men. Star Trek and the X-Men mashed up. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right.
2: Who do you think has already tried it? Uh,
1: I think it was a limited run uh comic book series that was done in conjunction with Gold Key Comics and Marvel Comics briefly. Um, but I don't think they did a very good... They, it didn't last <laughs> can't, can't, very long. So they're can't not coming to create,
2: well. together to create something new. It's literally Star Trek, the X-Men and The Star X-Men Trek.
1: all of a sudden pop into the Star Trek universe. <sighs> I want to look that up. that would be just, I think, so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
2: So I want
0: a time travel story, okay? Going back to, let's say, the uh, late... 18th century okay so time traveling back to the late 18th century starring the cast of Seinfeld
1: oh my goodness that would be
0: awful I I would watch that
1: that. no he had puffy shirts puffy sleeve shirts
0: everywhere all right so all right spin again Todd let's see what else we got oh what are we coming up on we've been doing this it's only 35 minutes in so
2: (laughs) we got five again feels like forever
0: Okay, hey, he's spinning again. Let's see. That's a six, Todd. That's a six. That's a six. <laughs> so what does that mean? We're at number 18, is it? Or six, 16, I mean?
1: uh, That would right. be... Are you crossing these no, it'll off No, it be 14. 14.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Have we already done 14? Nope. 14. Jeff Jeff Dugan asks for our favorite or best wintertime comfort food meal. Oh. Oh, boy. Okay, I've got mine. Kay. While you guys think of yours. Okay. Uh, mine is a, a beef pot roast mm. with you know potatoes and carrots and mushrooms and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, over mashed potatoes with um, with my, because I, I refuse to be modest about this, I make amazing wassail. This uh, is
2: true.
0: You do so make amazing wassail. The, the wassail yeah. with that meal.
1: You do make amazing wassail. So.
2: That sounds really good.
1: Mine would be, um, it's it's a traditional American Thanksgiving dinner um with with my smoked turkey because i think my smoked turkey is really really good nice um and craig i'm sorry i have to say this to you but it would be my wife's wassail that i would have yours is great hers is just that much more soothing to my soul sure 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 chased by a good coke zero
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay and he's ruined
2: it (laughs) yeah wow he kind of
0: did megan
2: I I have simple tastes. I'm a soup and toast kind of girl. And so in my mind, it's a, it's a grilled cheese.
1: Oh. Where you can
2: do a grilled cheese where you can dip it in the tomato soup or yeah. I don't know if you've ever had grilled cheese and you put like jam on it and you dip it in hot chocolate, like uh, chocolate hot well, chocolate.
0: Stop, 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 stop
1: talking. I know, stop, no, I know just, I just, just ruined
2: just it for you, but it is so
1: good. Grilled cheese just, with jelly? Oh. Grilled
2: cheese and you put like raspberry jelly on it. You dip it in the hot chocolate and it's like,
1: Oh, wow. You, it's you,
2: so good. I'm
1: going to have to try this. You probably I'm okay. don't okay have
2: mayonnaise the, on it.
0: I'm okay with the jelly part, but you lost me with the hot chocolate. There is a sandwich here in Salt Lake uh, that Gourmandise makes. Okay. Uh, and it's blueberry balsamic grilled cheese. Oh, that sounds good. But they use, you know, nice cheese. They use the nice blueberry yeah. compote. So like, it's, it's tasty.
1: Mm.
2: All right. Do you dip it in anything?
0: But then you've said hot chocolate, and how dare you? It's so...
2: It's... You just... You have to... I I think you have to be in the mood, but it's okay,
0: Todd. Spin again.
2: I'd love myself some soup and toast. Ugh. Whose question was that,
0: anyway? Jeff Dugan?
1: Yeah. We came up on six again, but I think it really means to be seven. (laughs)
0: Okay. Oh, what What does that put us at then? 15. I'm just, you know, I'm just choosing questions at this point. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
2: The wheel has Uh, failed Closest
0: to 15. Closest to 15. That'll be Lady Sweden asks, dream guest on an author's shelf podcast. Ooh. And now I am going to stipulate this person must be alive. Okay. Okay. No dead authors on this one.
1: Okay. Um, On an author's shelf. Mm -hmm. So
0: uh, for those unfamiliar, the author's shelf is what we do on this show when we have an author come on the show, but instead of talking about their book, we ask them to come on and talk about something that is important or influential to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so keep that in mind. It's not necessarily about their books.
1: Can it be somebody that we've already had on? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Why not? If your dream is already fulfilled, that doesn't mean it's not a dream. Oh, wow. I, that was just brutal.
2: So I shy away from the author's shelf. I like to listen to them, but I don't know that I want to talk to one of my heroes because I'm afraid I would embarrass myself. But I think it would be really fun. I don't know if I want to get into the mind of Neil Gaiman, but I would really like to see what kind of book he would want to Mm -hmm, read and to mm -hmm. talk about. I think that could be really fun. I
1: think that's a great choice. Jim Butcher.
0: Jim Butcher. Really? Yeah. He's your dream interview
1: we had so much fun on the interview that we did with him was right good. toward the end of our process and he talked about wanting to play D and and some similar kinds of attitudes mm-hmm. and i think that he would be so much fun to have on on the author's on the author's shelf and and read one of the books that was influential for him as we went on through that process fair enough fair enough um mine oh
0: gosh uh mine would probably be tom shippy uh oh so he's the guy who wrote a bunch of those uh the, the
2: lord of the rings the, deep dives
0: talking uh yeah analytical books
2: yeah okay yeah
0: so uh he's been very very influential on me mm-hmm. and i know that he could point me in the direction of some uh some really good foundational things to read so, yeah. yeah, there's my pick. Since
2: it has to be an alive person, yeah, I'm going with Neil Gaiman.
0: Um, yeah, my wife met him, actually, <gasps> uh, back when she was in college. Yeah. And she wasn't, like, a fan of his or anything, but she was assigned, um, as she was part of Sigma Tau Delta. It's, like, an uh, English sorority. society um, yeah. nationwide. And so she was assigned by them to, like, ferry him around for a day in, I think, oh. in, like, Milwaukee or something. Okay. Wow. And <laughs> so he was... Um, I I always try to to concede that maybe it was just a bad day, maybe something had happened or whatever. But she came back from that and she was like, he yeah, was kind of a jerk. <laughs> so, but you know, kind of standoffish yeah. or whatever. And so, anyway, so that's always left a little bad taste in my mouth. But again, who knows? Maybe yeah. it was just a bad day. You never you never know. You maybe never know. he's just I don't know. A lovely Some people man. are just
2: not social beings, yeah. and that's that you know, be, yeah. not everybody can be Brandon Sanderson. And I tell you what. First time I heard Brandon Sanders speak, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is so chatty. I did not expect that from him for some reason.
0: Yeah, you get him in the right, uh, get him in the right setting. Yeah.
2: He's for a, sure. He's Indeed. adorable. Okay, he Todd, to where are we
0: at? 23. 23. Wow. Okay. Uh, oh boy. From Kip Tan again. What book have you put off for too long?
1: <laughs> I know mine. Okay. What's yours? The Wheel of Time. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm... I'm working my way through the through the uh, video that uh, for the the video production that um, that is going on with Amazon Prime, <laughs> the moving picture. Todd? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm finally getting around to that.
2: Watching the talkies. Uh,
1: um, but I I I'm very aware that that is not the book, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm saying it, it's it's on my list. I really need to get to it. I know that it's a it's a Pivotal piece. It's a seminal piece. We talk about it. Everybody else talks about it here mm-hmm. on the podcast. I'm the only one that doesn't. And I know I need to get around to it. And i have just, I still, I I really don't want to bite it off until I got a couple of other things put away. Until you can chew it. Until I can chew and enjoy and savor every possible word.
2: Because I do think you will enjoy it. I, Wait, yeah, I had to lower that because
0: it's blocking your face, oh. Megan. The microphone is blocking your face Wait, a little what? bit. Well, Everybody wants to see your this? face. Okay. So, Megan, do you there have you an know. answer to this one? What um, do you
2: think? I feel like I talk about it every time I come on the podcast. But I've, I've had a copy of Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell.
0: Mm, okay. It's only
2: been, like, two and a half years, but I still feel really badly that my friend lent it to me, and I just keep holding on to it. And she... I I, I mention it every once in a while. She's like, no, no, I'm not reading it. Go ahead and hold on to it. Okay, yeah. but at some point, I, I want to read it. I just, yeah. Things keep getting in the way.
0: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um oh i've I've got a few answers to this uh, if i'm being honest i keep looking back at my shelf to see like which one (laughs) do i want to admit to uh but the one that i think probably is is the one that i should have done by now is dune um where i i picked it up last year or yeah i picked it up last year thinking to myself okay the movie's coming out i should read the book and prepare whatever and then eventually i thought to myself you know what the movies coming out and I kind of want to see it as a movie and not as an adaptation so I'll just wait and so I I put it off for years and years and you then could've... when I finally was ready to pick it up I was like no I'm actually going to on purpose wait yeah and so now it's at the point where you it's a, this... the window no 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 I will read it oh, okay. I don't feel like I missed any windows okay. I'm just saying like it's it's a little ridiculous that I haven't read dune
1: yeah that's it's kind of stupid there are probably a couple of other books that I could identify in my that are in my uh that are on my my dresser at home my shelf Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but when i'm thinking about i i guess the reason that i go to the wheel of time is because that's part of what we do it's it's part of the fantasy and science fiction and there's a lot of fantasy and science fiction that i that i look at and i say yeah one of these days but that one's kind of a seminal work so
0: yeah okay all right what do we get next we'll see if i can if you can roll something that we haven't done yet
2: 22
1: um, is that, that would be 24 actually.
0: 24. Okay, Sir Ravis asks, uh, which book series from the podcast's history Ooh. do you wish you'd written? Oh, okay. Uh, which one do you wish you had written that we have read on the show? Um, the obvious answer for me is Lord of the Rings, but I'm not going to say that because that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a that's. That's carrying a lot of weight um, that I would not be up to. Do you guys have an idea on this one?
1: So I'm going uh, to, in thinking about this, um, the way that I want to answer it is the way that it, uh, that it was presented to me in a, uh, a songwriting class that I took when I was going through my undergraduate. And that was take a song that you really loved and then write a song that, that uses that as a guide um, and so the one that I would the one that I would pick would be the Lost Fleet series by Jack Campbell. Ooh, nice one. Yeah. Okay, why is that? Uh, for me, that was one of the best hard science fiction. Um, there's there's some pieces about it that are that are obviously kind of space opera because the faster than light travel and some of those kinds of things were you know hundreds of years into the future and we've got like a lot of things going on. But the way that space travel is represented, the way that space combat is represented um the way that human problems are still human problems in the midst of all of those things i really really enjoyed that series and it it got me thinking about um about the some of the questions of space combat i I, man i love star wars i really love star wars and after reading jack campbell's lost fleet none of the space battles are quite the same yeah Yeah. yeah. I, i everything about that has changed
0: even even before you got to the arcing laser bolts.
2: Oh, I <laughs> why? can't believe why? you that. <laughs> Megan,
0: why? Okay, Megan, did you, you look like you're <sighs> raring to go. Do why you have an did answer? Why you
2: say that? <laughs> oh, I just got to calm down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I would probably... Something that I wish that I could write that kind of feels like my vibe are the... the um, Wax and Wayne, Mistborn oh, okay. books. Oh, Mistborn era too. Yeah. Mistborn era Two. I love them because I love the way that they take the powers in the magic system from era one and the way it kind of gets adapted into, oh, this is 300 years later. So everything's diluted. So everybody only has one power, but it's like, you know, and kind of playing with it in sort of a fan y way. I love the humor. I think um, I really like the way he writes the women in that where they're just very different and they like... Their end goal in life is not necessarily to get married because you have the one whose name I can't think of right now. That's like, I don't know, the one he doesn't yeah, I, marry.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but I also stairs. love a good. No, the other one.
0: Oh,
2: okay. Um, I do love stairs, though. I I like kind of the steampunk vibe of it, mm-hmm. and I yeah. just I I just think it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah.
2: And so that's that's the kind of thing that I would love to have written. Yeah. Or would love to write in the future. Then I probably won't. But I I, I just really. I think that's a lot of fun. It feels like me. All right.
0: All yeah. right. Um, so I, I've been thinking about what my answer might really be. And I, I'm not totally sure. I'm looking back at my shelf again here to see if I can spot something that, that I really wish that I had written. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of struggling on this one. I, I think, you know what I might choose? Um, I might choose the truth by Terry Pratchett.
2: Oh, sure. Oh, okay. okay. And okay. here's why.
0: Uh, it's not because that one book would make me rich or famous or anything. Um, it's because if I had written the truth, I would, <laughs> I and I, I mean this in whatever way I mean it, I guess, I don't know, whatever. I would be a much wiser person than I am if I were <laughs> capable of writing that book.
2: Cause it's so clever.
0: It's not just clever. It's, it's all the things. Yeah. It really is one of the most remarkable books I think I've ever read. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with yeah. that one. All right, Todd, what do you got?
2: So many layers.
0: Peel the onion. We've got four, I but high. I think we've already <laughs> asked four. So uh, let's right. go to 12. Yeah, I think we've already done that one too. Uh, oh, no, we haven't. Okay, so Jeff Dugan asks, non-Middle Earth fantasy world that you'd like to spend a two-month vacation in. So I I, oh. I, I like the way this is structured because, you know, when you think of a vacation, it's like, oh, well, a week uh, yeah. or, you, or you have to spend your whole life in a place. And, and those are two extremes. But two months, it's like that's enough time you got to survive uh-huh. and you've got to be able to make your way around. Uh, but it's also not your whole life. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so I like the way this is structured.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Will you read it for me again?
0: Okay, Todd says Pern. The the question is non-Middle Earth. That was directed at me. Yes, it was. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I don't want to live there anyway. Non-Middle Earth fantasy world that you'd like to spend a two-month vacation in.
2: I I don't want to spend two months in any mm, of those places.
0: Say say John Carter of? I
2: want to go there. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You you make it the whole time.
2: Well, that doesn't sound horrible. Um, <laughs> get used to it. Anyway, I hadn't thought of that. I...
1: <laughs> Where's Ken? <laughs>
2: oh,
1: He'd be so uncomfortable.
2: Continued it. No, actually, that's hilarious. Um, I, I guess I would say somewhere like Wonderland. I just I need somewhere with indoor plumbing. Hmm.
0: Oh, okay. Wonderland, well, really? Bunkers.
2: I know that's that's the thing. Hogwarts. Like, nah, maybe, maybe I could teach defense against the dark arts.
1: You can teach it for two months at least.
2: Why not? Oh, how yeah, long, for two how months. How long is anybody I else going to stay the job? I can totally do that substitute teaching. Why not? Okay. While well, whatever other teachers turned us down. Yeah. So yeah.
0: I, I think mine would be um, Elantris. Of course okay. I would. Okay. Post-Elantris. <laughs>
2: okay. Or, or pre or Healed Elantris. Elantris.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not not uh, Not dank, dirty, broken down, busted up elantris everybody dog i dog. don't want to live in elantris <clears throat> i want to live in one of the little satellite cities around it okay where uh you know for two months i can enjoy my pilgrimages inside the city taking advantage of all that stuff but i you know that's that's it's a lot to deal with and from what we've seen of the elantrians outside of the novel mm-hmm. they can be a bit um as the kids say extra
2: uh, so,
0: I, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to live with the Elantrians, but I would want to have access to them. So, how's okay. that? Yeah. Yeah, good?
2: Yeah, no, all right. that sounds awesome. Okay,
0: we'll take a couple more. I'm sorry, I we'll didn't have an answer up. for that one. Um, all right, so Todd. It came up for 14. Which we've done, so 20, I'm doing. 22? Uh, Megan said 22. No, we, we've you. done that one. All right, so okay. here we go. Uh, we are doing uh, StarCast asks uh, let's see do you play card games if yes which ones
1: oh wow! my answer no. my
0: answer is no i don't um, this is a bit like the anime thing i just didn't ever really get into them things like magic the gathering or you know it, things of that sort i didn't really get into them and so i missed the boat a little bit on that and i would love to play them but every time i've tried the gatekeeping keeps me away But this is a gatekeeping that I understand and I'm not that mad about where people who have been playing these games for years and years are like, hey, you know, look, I've got my deck. I've got my like, I've got my group and it would just be so much work to bring you up to speed. And I kind of I, I understand that. So I'm not upset at it but I've tried a few times to play some card games with people and it just hasn't. So we're talking
1: out. like magic, the gathering, because I'll tell you what yeah. I immediately did is I said, Texas Hold'em. We play card games at the house all the time. Hmm. We play, we have a game we call 99. We have, we play gin rummy. We play uno. We play all of those kinds of card games. I immediately went to that place. I did. Um, as, as far as other kinds of card games, I played for a while and it's a, it's a collecting card game, but it's also a, uh, a real-time strategy game. and we played uh, Star Wars pocket bottles. Mm-hmm. And that was so much fun. Uh, one of my sons and I, we used to roll the, we used to roll the game board out, and we played that for hours on Sunday nights. Loved it. I still have all my models. If anybody wants to play, I'll bring them with me up to up to Legendarium Con and we can play Star Wars Pocket Models. So easy. Set you up with your own deck. It's great. Megan.
2: I don't know enough about the card games.
1: Yeah, I think you're in my boat.
2: I know. Yeah. I I just missed it. My younger brothers played, but I didn't.
0: Let's see if I can find one more, or maybe two more, because I love this one from Befuddled Panda. Okay, are you ready? Megan, this one is specifically directed at you. Okay. From Befuddled Panda, who asks, can you explain what an NFT is and whether they're useful for
1: society?
2: I don't know what an NFT is.
1: (laughs) Todd? No. (laughs) No.
2: No and no, or
1: yes no and no. And no.
0: <laughs> Nobody knows what they are. I we're do not know, supposed
1: to ask. I do know what they are. <laughs> no, I can't explain it. And no, I don't think they're useful for society. I I think it's such a scam. Oh yeah, It's such a scam. You know what? I I have I have um, artwork that I have collected. Mm-hmm. I don't have. Uh, electronic artwork that is only on my phone that I can trade for bi- no wait no whatever <sighs> yeah
0: who knows you know fast forward 500 years and maybe NFTs will be a, a real thing but right now scam, Great. scam, scam. you bet you bet no, it's a it's the plaything of the rich. Yes, and I
1: I don't really because they don't have enough money to they don't have enough things to use their money on right now. Why don't we work on alleviating world hunger? Why don't we alleviate well, some of those? other kinds of things?
0: So I find that to be a poor argument, but uh, uh, but I, I just find them to be stupid.
2: So I am of the <laughs> pa- there are so many things that I think are stupid that I'm just like, let people have their stupid things.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that. I,
2: I you know, don't make fun of me for my stupid things and I'll leave you alone about yours.
0: All right, so we have made our way through a shocking number of these
1: questions. Good for like us, on, we cheat
2: because we didn't go on tangents. <laughs> so, so
1: here's that's right on, on the no wheel tangents, of tangents
2: on the wheel of tangents. It's we only
1: because making on me under control when we came up with the airport question because I could go on for another Todd, half hour. Stop, Todd, stop. Okay, uh, the solution. Such an awful
0: place. <laughs> the solution asks, "What's the worst ice cream flavor? Mint." okay
1: so i'm done Maybe Pralines and done cream. Wrong. what pralines and cream <gasps> oh what? we're not friends that's weird i'm sorry those are good i cannot stand that flavor okay, of ice cream Megan? i just can't
2: um i don't know does any this, ice this cream a, have raisins in it one. i
1: don't know if I an know.
2: ice cream has raisins in it it's, it's automatically like a, the worst one
1: i would go with you on that one mm-hmm. i would agree with you that would be worse than pralines and cream I'd, I'd yeah. rather eat. A, yeah, I, I'd rather eat a raisin in my ice
0: cream than brush my teeth with my ice cream.
2: Yeah, no, so. that, and that was the first thing that I thought of when I saw this question on Discord. Was if uh, there is good mint ice cream, but if it's not good, then it's the worst. Mm.
0: Um, all right, so our final question for today comes dun, from dun, dun. Comes from Cody. I, we probably missed one or two in there, but I think we got to almost all of them.
2: I'm so proud of us. Um, that that oh, really no, well I'm
0: sorry. Can
1: we do two more? Is yes, right? we can do two more. As okay. long as one of them doesn't have to do with arcing laser bolts because you okay, brought Todd, up... Shh, La- Todd, stop. Stop. Can I talk just for a second about the E-11 blaster? No.
2: No, but if you need to talk about John Carter of Mars, I will let you.
1: <sighs> oh, Awesome.
0: We'll talk later. This okay. is reminding me of the time when <laughs> Megan first came on the show and we were doing, I think it was Words of Radiance. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I had—I
0: literally had to shush the two of you across so the room. Do you room. remember that? Todd, no. shut up. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> many Christmas. It was delightful. <laughs> I can't get a damn word in when you two are together.
2: I Jeez. don't remember this. Kay.
0: I do. This one comes from Jafu. Jafu! He is, who, who, by the way, who uh, sets this up by saying, ooh, here's a good one. So, Jaffa <laughs> thinks this is a good question. People on the show, meaning the legendarium, uh, mostly like Sanderson. What's your least favorite thing about him as an author? Ooh. So, uh, so, I'm going to save Cody's question for last because this one actually uh, is a fantasy question. So, I figured we better get uh. to this one. It, it, I think I'll tell you what mine is. Okay. Did you guys, okay. did you watch the video that I put out uh, a couple of years ago about uh, Sanderson versus Tolkien um, and how they differ in their
1: world building? Yes, but I don't remember. That's
0: fine. The analogy that I brought up um, is is stories as buildings. And so, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have you have stories down through the ages there, you know, you, you build huts and then you have houses and forts and castles and, on, you know, on and on. Eventually, Tolkien builds the world's first skyscraper. Mm-hmm. It's this unbelievably detailed, intricate, huge thing in Middle Earth, you know, Lord of the Rings, particularly, but Middle Earth uh, more broadly. Um, and when you walk into his building, you see the polished, burnished banisters and the lovely hand carved crown molding.
1: Um, you I remember s- this.
0: Right. The, the carpets are all plush and the couches are deep and soft and mm-hmm. delightful. You know, everything about it feels inviting and warm and lived in. Um, and at, at the very least, it feels detailed and like real care went into that. Sanderson, on the other hand, he so he takes this concept of of sub creation of world building that Tolkien built out uh, and he blows it up. And he's like, what if it were a whole city? Right, with all oh, these okay. skyscrapers. And you can go from one skyscraper to the other and they're all connected. And blah, blah, blah. Um, also an amazing concept. But he's just, he's one guy, like Tolkien was. So he doesn't have the time to put the level of care and detail into his buildings, into his stories that Tolkien did. Um, and so if there's one thing that I want more of that I can't expect from him because mm-hmm. he's not that kind of writer, it would be more of that lush detail Mm. in his stories. That's not to say there's no detail. I'm not saying that he, you know, that everything is completely Spartan, you know, in his buildings. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we don't have that kind of level of care and detail that that makes for a story that takes 17 years to write, Yeah, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. But it's interesting because I kind of feel not the opposite, but I just feel like he... He uses a lot more words than he needs to. Mm. Like much like we do. Yeah. I'm definitely doing it right now. But
0: (laughs) Hey, I'm the guy who just went on for three minutes about buildings as stories. So Yeah,
2: but you know, his books just keep getting well, I'm I'm thinking specifically of the Stormlight Archive where they keep getting longer and longer, but I feel like there isn't necessarily more information going into them. He's just using more words and more like just really excited. To say things, he's
0: Harry Potter fiving it,
2: kind of, yeah, kind of. Like there are so many things he could cut out that okay. I don't know, redundant. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, I think that's fair. I can see that. I can see the lack of the lack of streamlining in some of the storytelling uh, is, was the first thing that that came to my mind. But the other thing that that I struggle with, and I struggle with it not not so much that I'm, I don't want to I don't want to sound petty or disappoint or, or like I'm angry or or you know any of those kinds of things but there are several stories that are all moving and that means that none of them are getting finished quickly. Mm. And so the, he is, he as a writer does a wonderful job of keeping himself straight on what all of these are. But I feel like every time one of a new book comes out, I have to go back and reread two or three books to get myself back up to speed where I need to be. And maybe that's my fault as a reader, but the, because they come out, you know, uh, we, we haven't had anything from uh, Scadriel in, uh, in a while. And oh, we're about still to. And, for the, yeah. and I know that when we get the next one, I'm going to have to go back and reread two books to get myself back in a place where I can say, yeah. okay, I've got all the context that I need. I'm a real big context person. And so for me, jumping back in, recreating the context takes a little bit. And that's one yeah. of the things that I'm disappointed about. Okay.
0: Fair enough. All right. So our final question for today, and then we really will wrap this up, uh, comes from Cody, who asks, what is something that you've done before in your life that you're thankful you'll never have to do again? For example, I'm excited never to have to go through high school again, she says. Um, Mm -hmm. When I asked my grandma, who is 97 and in assisted living, she said she's excited she'll never have to clean the bathroom again. The facility staff does that for her. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) That's a good one.
2: Yeah, it's a really good one.
0: Yeah do you guys have something something that you're glad you'll never have to do again? Mm. I'm, I'm uh, you know what? How about this? We've talked every once in a while on the show about our two-year missionary service.
2: Okay. that we done mm-hmm. you know
0: grown-up Mormon that's a thing that you do you turn 19 well these days it's 18 I guess yeah um, and you go off on missionary service and it's um, it's life-changing it's wonderful people talk about it often as the best two years of my life you know whatever um, and I'm so glad I did it I'm so glad that I lived in France and I speak French and I you know learned things and talked to people and had experiences and all these things never want to do it again yeah it's an intense. Difficult experience, no matter where you go or what you do. So, sure. so there's one for me. I
2: really wish I could say I'm so glad I never have to go on another date again, but <laughs> I can't, so I won't. But I am really glad I won't have to have a first kiss again because that was not a good experience.
0: Well, you're gonna have to have a first kiss with anybody who you've never kissed I just, before. And yeah, but, but there's a difference between a first kiss, but it's and not your first kiss. kiss.
1: Okay, I, right.
2: I'm not kissing somebody I don't care about again. I just—I'll <laughs> <laughs> be honest. People talk about like the non-committal makeout. Oh boy, that's just not me. Yeah. I have to like the guy, and if I'm just doing it just to be nice, I, it's not worth it. Right. Yeah,
1: no, it's not. Todd, you come up with something? Advanced quantitative. I am so glad I'm not going to have to take another advanced quantitative analysis class statistics my last statistics class just about broke me as a human being i'm done i'm going to have to perform a bunch of statistical analysis on a recent on a research project but i'm never going to take that class (laughs) again
2: all right i'm so glad for you because man that sounds terrible
1: i i'm glad i did it like like craig i'm glad i did it and Boy, do I know a lot more about advanced quantitative analysis than the average bear, but.
2: Mm. All
0: right. So that's a good answer. And I think that is going to wrap up our episode for today.
2: Yay.
0: So uh, as quantitative analysis broke Todd, this episode has officially broken me. Um, And so I've (laughs) got to be done with it. I I just, I've had my fill Of of, of Todd and
1: Megan. Wow. It didn't take that long either. did wow. it?
2: Wow! <laughs> Hasn't seen me since July, and he's done. It cool. Took,
1: it took like forty-five minutes.
2: Small doses, Megan.
1: Forty-five minutes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Taking
2: off my gloves. And forty-five <laughs>
1: minutes. All right. So I hope. Uh, I hope explains people... a lot, doesn't it? He's Guys. so
2: glad he never has to do that.
0: <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and close out this episode. Again. So if you'll kindly <laughs> shut up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll shut up. Gee, many Christmas. All right, everybody go to thelegendarium.com. Subscribe on Facebook or on uh, YouTube or whatever that thing is called. And uh, stick around next week. We'll do a Silmarillion episode. Luckily, not with these two yay-hoos. Nope. I am behind. (laughs) So we're going to do the Silmarillion next week and uh, and it'll be a lot of fun. We're (laughs) finally getting into Feanor and the Silmarils. So people should be looking forward to it. I know I am and I will see you all then.
2: Have fun storming the castle.